Welcome to The Brave Table. I'm your host, Dr. Neetha Bhushan, and this is your oasis for strengthening your mental and emotional fitness, no matter what life tosses your way. I am so excited you're here. Just like you, I wear many hats. I'm a former dentist turned author and serial entrepreneur, currently a mom of two, and a recovering perfectionist. Every week, we'll navigate brave conversations to support your evolution at every season and stage of your life. Raw and unfiltered, we'll explore all the feels as we unpack life's unpredictable moments, from the playful to the painful, the magical and the messy, and everything in between this epic human experience. You ready? Let's dive in. Hello there, Brave Table fam. Welcome to another episode of The Brave Table. I'm your host, Dr. Nita. And if this is the first time you are joining, you have arrived. Welcome. I want to be the first to welcome you to your next chapter, your destination, your oasis for all things, just being a little bit more brave. And today we have someone that I just am so in awe of her. Anytime I sit with her, she is the queen of marketing. Emily Hirsch, and she is the brains behind the multi, multi, multi seven figure enterprise Hirsch Marketing. And she started this very early in her early 20s. That is right. That is right. And not only that, she had three babies alongside of building this empire. Now, we're going to talk today about how to take ownership of your life and how to make circumstances and unexpected circumstances work for you by reframing your reality. And so, so powerful because she started a business and a family at the same time. And for those of you who have done one or the other, you know how incredibly difficult this is. And her story is even more powerful because she started motherhood early and she goes into the depths of sharing this very pivotal and just raw and inspiring account of where she's always gathered her energy and has really been able to fuse this into everything she's been able to build. And she started building businesses at 14. And so, I mean, there's just so many incredible gems. If you are a mom, if you are somebody that is looking to rediscover yourself, or if you are someone that perhaps is sitting at home right now and is pregnant or embarking on motherhood. And maybe this was planned. Maybe it wasn't. This episode is for you and really showing you how Emily climbed out of the circumstances that she was in, that she wasn't going to be a statistic, that she wasn't going to be this person that was going to have to lean on family members. I mean, no shame in doing so either way. But for her, she wanted a different path. And for her, she wanted to carve that path for herself. And it's just so remarkable. So, so honored to sit with her. And while you're listening to this episode, see where in your life, either you've put judgments on yourself or you've put limitations on yourself because you've had a circumstance. You've had something where you're like, ah, I didn't plan for this to happen. And now it did. And my dreams are shattered. Or perhaps many of you have been through some sort of a setback or a failure thinking like, man, this is now going to set me back five years or I'll never get to 
where I'm supposed to be, this is that episode for you. So tune in and I cannot wait for you to hear more from this incredible queen, Emily Hirsch on The Brave Table. Well, hello, Emily. Hi. Oh my gosh, how are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like it was so much coordinating. Two, <laughs> two moms. <laughs> two moms Sit with all of the things. Without kids. <laughs> I know, and you live like five minutes yeah. away. Literally. <laughs> yes. Like people don't realize, like in Austin, everyone's like right. super close. So close. And I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited too. to have you. Me too. Because I really want our audience to know, I mean, you've built this like humongous marketing agency but we really want to know like the origin story yeah, and how you started because you started pretty early. Yeah, I did. I'm only 27. So. Yeah, you're 27. <laughs> yeah. You are 27 yeah. and you have three babies. Yes. And it's yeah. just bananas. <laughs> yeah. So I started my business seven years ago. I So you started had, at 20. Yeah. I started at 20, wow. which is also when I had my first Oh my gosh. Baby. You were pregnant so, and you yeah, started. That's, that's the reason why I started my business was because of the babies. So okay. I've always been an entrepreneur, like since I was a kid lemonade stands, all the things. I actually had a pretty legit business in high school where we went into like an elderly community and cleaned their houses. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, that's how I bought my first car. So. Wait, no, like, okay, <laughs> unpack that for us. Yeah. So how old were you at I this was time? in high school. Okay, and so I like was 15, like, 16. Yeah, and I was the kid who was like, you guys want to go hang out at the mall? That's so lame. Like, I'm going to go start a business. <laughs> were you the oldest so, in your yeah, family? Yeah, I was oldest of four. Okay. Yeah, so I have the, the leadership Yes. you know, skills. The oldest mentality. So I started this business and I couldn't drive yet. And so like picture like 15 year old is this community of like 2000 homes. And my parents would drop me off after school. And then I had like a razor scooter <laughs> and I'd go from like house to house and a razor scooter, you know, like those little kid push scooters. Oh no! Like that kids ride around. Stop. On. That okay. was the fastest way for me to get from like job to job. <laughs> so I had this whole business, all these clients and like I had this so whole wait, business going. So did you have going. people working for you or you were like, nope, I'm going to clean their houses? I started to have one person working for me. At 15 years yeah. old. And then oh my God. I had like more clients. I was booked out, like more clients. And I wish I charged more looking back, but I didn't know my worth. <laughs> How much did you charge <laughs> yeah, to clean I these houses? I feel like it was like $12 an hour, like oh ridiculously cheap. So That's that was my good. first. Yeah, I guess for 15, that was my first like real business, I guess wow. real. Okay. So I've always been an entrepreneur. I've never actually had a job. Amazing. Um, so you weren't the one like working for like an hourly wage at like No, I never have. At the mall. Right. I didn't I didn't want to do it. So Wow. I started there and then I decided to leave high school early, go into the junior college, and you can do both at the same time. And I was like, Oh well that's really smart. Save time. <laughs> like Oh my god. I'll goodness. just do that. And so I did that. And so and I wanna stop you for a second because I'm just trying to picture you like at fifteen, super sharp like the oldest of four siblings. Yeah. And did you have models of entrepreneurs? Like yeah, so my parents? dad's an entrepreneur. Okay. My mom didn't work while we were younger and now she's an entrepreneur. So both of them are very driven, very busy, ambitious people for sure. So I did have the models. I also feel like I was born this way. Like, okay. Because my brothers aren't the same as me and they had the same models. Got it. So yes. And then I also, for me, 
hated wasting time as a kid. And so mm. I can remember coming home from school. I was in public school. They didn't really know, like, any different than of what that was like for kids like me. Right. I remember coming home and being like, I could do this in three hours a day, and I'm there for seven, and this is a waste of time, and you need to pull me out of school. You were saying that. Yeah, I was saying that. Oh I would my record goodness. my teachers and be like, look, they're not even teaching us, <laughs> like, and I'm sitting here, and I could be working, or I could be doing something productive. Okay, so you were, like, protege, gifted, yeah. like... So that's what drives me, even still to this day, is, like, I do not waste time, mm-hmm. and I like to have that. That's what fuels me, really, is, like, that mm-hmm. ambition and drive, and I've always been like that. So when mm-hmm. I realized, oh, you could go to college and high school at the same time and save years of time. Years. Yeah. I was like, why isn't everybody doing this? I'm going to do this. And so that's what I did. Where did you think that sort of value system came from early on? My parents, I actually asked my dad, like, did you do this on purpose? Or like, is it just because I modeled you guys? And he's like, no, we really didn't do it on purpose. But my dad is very much like that. Like, can't sit still, always has something going on. He works in more construction, like with his hands. But it's like on the weekends, he's got a project at the house. And then he's got his work and his employees. And so I did see it growing up. But I also truly believe it's like, it's in me. I'm just born this way. Wow. Yeah. So. That's been one of my biggest gifts is what's that your drive. What's your sun sign? I got to go into horoscope for a second. Uh, I'm a Libra. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Do yeah. you know you're ascending? No. Okay. No. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I don't we'll, have to, we'll have to do You'll that have to one figure night. it out yes. for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I do love that stuff, so you can figure okay, it out. Okay, cool. We'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah. Um, so fast forward, I worked a little bit as a nanny. I guess that was like my only job. And then I got pregnant at 19, which okay. was not the plan. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I came still from a family that was like, you go to college, you follow the path. Even my dad as an entrepreneur had a corporate job first. And like, that's kind of what I was told is like, before you can break all the rules, you've got to follow the rules. You got to go on this path. Right. So... Me and getting you grew pregnant up at in, 19 was... In California, right? Yeah, okay. I grew up in California in a nice, you know, where everybody knows everybody's business and you got to look good for the image got community. It. This is Northern California. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so getting pregnant at 19 was not what anybody wanted. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not acceptable. At all. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was not good. My partner, we weren't married. We're not mm-hmm. married at the time, though. I knew, like, we wanted kids. Okay. It wasn't that time that we wanted kids but I just knew like there's a reason that's what Mm. I just felt is like there's a reason that this happened now I don't know what it is Mm. but I'm doing this like and were you afraid to tell your parents and what was that conversation like it was really rough. Like, there's still some trauma from that time. <laughs> I, I can only imagine. Yeah, I mean, and it's, you're like this, like, like, head the on oldest, your shoulders. Yeah. They, they hadn't been through any of that. You know, it was like their worst nightmare, basically. They thought, okay, now you're going to not be, you know, you're going to fail and not be able to finish college. And how are you going to make money? And they were just worried. You know, it came from a place of worry, but they weren't like, we've got you. Like, it was not received that way mm. at first, especially by my mom, who was very, like, disappointed that this was the path that I was going down. Mm. So that pushed me to say, okay, like, I got to take control of my life. I left home early, and they didn't want me to leave. And so I, from the beginning, haven't had, like, a dollar of support from them because I chose my own path. And it was like, you choose your own path. You got to take care of yourself because you're going against basically what they wanted me to do. So I knew, okay, I got to figure this out. And that's what pushed me into the online space is because I was able to find a way to work. My husband was making money as a personal trainer, but I just knew I didn't want to be like, hopefully he's got it. Yeah. And we can just rely on his income. I wanted to have some control over that and, you know, to know that we were going to be okay when we had our baby. And so that's what pushed me into the online space because I knew I could work and have the baby and do both at home. Wow. So... 
I'm just wrapping it all <laughs> in my head because I've had family members who've had teenage pregnancies. Yeah. And, you know, there is this sort of, you know, it could go either way, right? right. It's like you succumb to yeah. this whole victimization of your circumstance. Yep. Or you're kind of like, okay, in high drive and you're going to start something. Yeah. And my one particular cousin thought of it as like, well, we're just starting our family early. And yeah. now they have, you know, five. Yeah. And growing. Yeah. And they've got this beautiful setup. Yeah. And I think that it's a, just a testament to her initial mindset. She was like valedictorian, mm -hmm. all of the things, mm -hmm. you know, so pretty yeah. similar situation. Yeah. You really can go one of two ways. And you can be like, oh, well, this is what society says, which is you're going to fail and not make a lot of money and struggle to get by, which is what everybody was telling me. Mm. Or you can say, no, why? Like, that doesn't have to be my reality. I can take control of that. So that's what I did. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. And so, wow. So tell us where and how did the whole online yeah, immersion so begin? I found the online, like at the time, seven years ago, Facebook groups were really big and there was a lot of people in there and like Periscope, I can remember like starting oh to watch God. people. Yeah. And so I started as a virtual assistant. So I was able to easily be like, okay, I can manage a calendar and do admin tasks easily. So I started getting clients doing that. And then I was like, looked out. And then I started doing Facebook ads for those clients and realized, okay, marketing is something that comes really natural to me. I really love it. And then that's kind of like the path of like, it went into Facebook ads. I started specializing in just that. And then I was fully booked out doing that. And by then had my second and I was wow. like, okay, I have to build a team mm -hmm. because I can't keep doing all this. And so that was almost five years ago. And that's when I started growing the team that I have today. And, and yeah. how many and how many people do you have on your team? I have 24 employees and oh my goodness. contractors. Yeah, and I don't actually do the Facebook ads anymore, <laughs> of course you know, the day-to-day -day stuff. <laughs> yeah, and that's been a whole new journey of growing. And, and I can remember, like, when I first started making money, I got up to, like, probably $12,000 a month on my own, just, like, hustling, having clients. And I remember thinking, like, I could have a million dollar business. Like I never thought that was possible. I just started by just like, let's just pay our expenses and let me work from home because I knew I didn't want to send my son to daycare. Like that was the motivation was, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've been an entrepreneur and I can think big, but I never thought like, oh, I'd have this huge company and all these employees, at least not this soon. Right. I don't think I ever planned that out of like, someday I'll have this big business. It was just like, everything happened fast and I was young and it was survival in the beginning. And then I can remember seeing those like 12,000, and $14,000 months. And I'm like, I could have a million dollar business. This is only, you know, a quarter of the way there and I don't have a team or anything. And that's when it and really started you were just doing it shift. by yourself. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And then I realized like the possibility of what I could build. And that's when things really started to change and take off. And I was building my team and yeah. Wow. Okay. So I just want to like go back for a second because I think I was at, you know, an online marketing conference when we first yeah. got to meet and yeah. I see you and I see your story and I know everyone's fascinated about like the tech stuff yeah. and like how intricate you get. And I'm like, oh my gosh, but no, her backstory <laughs> is like, this is like gold for any woman entrepreneur yeah. because you showed, you know, especially in a very boy centric or mm -hmm. like, you know, male centric dominated industry you yeah. come in and you're showing photos of you're like 
with your yeah. your kid, yeah. your you know, your firstborn, yeah. and you're just like on the computer. I'm like nursing on the computer. Yeah, you're nursing. Yeah. I was like, there's one photo, <laughs> there is I a think. photo of me like nursing with a baby and I'm typing and yeah. I had a little tiny like master bedroom studio. Well, and it's stuck in my head, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this woman is just like relentless. Yeah. It's it's incredible to see. And I think that because you are obviously very well known in the marketing space and the marketing agency has worked with a ton of really yeah. huge brands. Yeah. What do you think you contributed that time to? Yeah. Especially in those like first two years of like, yeah. you're a new mama, not sleeping, figuring things out. Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is just like the grit. Like I knew however I got there, I didn't know the exact way, mm-hmm. but I was going to create the success. And I also, I did have the drive of like, I'm going to prove all those people wrong <laughs> who said like, you're doomed basically because yeah. you're choosing to do this at a young age. But I think even without that, I would have been fine and been created that success. And for me, like when I get my mind on something, I will achieve it. Mm-hmm. Like it's sometimes how long it takes might take longer and how I get there, but I don't give up and I don't just throw in the towel. Like I won't. And so I think in the beginning, it was just like, this is my reality where we lived in a tiny it was a master bedroom actually turned into a studio. Because you said you weren't going to take any support from your parents. Yeah. Okay. They didn't offer, but, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but they Fair. wouldn't They wouldn't have because that would have also been admittance like that I couldn't do it if, uh, if I got to that. But right. they probably would have. If I got in a bad place, my parents would have supported me for sure. But I didn't want to even ask. I wouldn't have asked. Wow. So we lived in this tiny place in San Diego at the time and we were really close to the beach, but it was like $800 a month because it was like a master bedroom that we turned into a studio and we put like a cooking top on the patio. Like it was a total like tree house, like DIY. You know, my husband, like he does. He's amazing. (laughs) I love him. So we made it work and it was so inexpensive that we stayed there even after our son was born for eight months. And then we moved to Northern California. But I mean, I was working in a tiny place. I remember taking calls in my car because that was the only, like, quiet place I could get. We obviously couldn't afford a nanny, so we would just trade, like, shifts during the day. And you just have to make it work. Like, you know, you have to know this is what I'm going to do, and whatever comes my way, I'm going to push through and make it work. And I think that's the biggest contributing factor to the success. And even still today, it's like things aren't all roses and great. Like, there's still struggle. Of course. And the ability to get up when it's hard and push through is what keeps pushing me to the next level. Mm. Wow. Okay. So you are at, you know, 26 employees, a huge team over multiple seven figures. And when did you decide that you wanted to just grow your family? Well, once we started, it was like, okay, we knew we wanted at least two kids and I wanted them close in age. And so it just kind of like naturally happened. I also get pregnant easily. <laughs> you did say that. So the third one was uh, like, Kudos to right? yeah. <laughs> and now we're done. And okay, so, you're done. Yeah, we are done. But it was easy once we already had the first and you're like, you're already in that world. And you know, I know I had three younger brothers. I knew I wanted my kids to have siblings and I wanted at least two, maybe three. And we have three now and we're done. But once you're in it, it's like, okay, this is the season I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I knew for me, it's like when I'm 40, my kids are going to be close to 18. So I know I'll get some of the freedom oh my and God, travel that's that crazy. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my youngest will be 
what, 20 when oh I'm my gosh. 40. That's so, right. Wow. Um, I know like later on I'll get some of that freedom. I didn't, cause I definitely didn't get to experience life right. obviously like a lot of people did in those early years. And I jumped right into like heavy responsibility and having to pay the bills and all those things and take care of a baby, which I can excel at that. You know, I've been a very responsible kid when I was younger, but I do sometimes think about that. Like, oh, I didn't get to travel as much as I wanted to or just to have, you know, the freedom of like, you don't have to feed somebody for one day or take care of somebody. Like, yes, I know that I didn't get that, but I know I'll get that season later on, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's going to be a beautiful season. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm. Wow. And because your partner is such an incredible, like human in terms of like support. Yeah. It seems like you've really honed in on your super, you know, what we would call like super Avenger, like superhero strengths. Yeah. How do you now focus on, because obviously you're still super ambitious yeah. and we'll get into, you know, your next project in just a second, but how do you now then prioritize, you know, three small kids? Cause they're like a couple years yeah. apart. Yeah. All three of them. Yeah. And your youngest is two. Yeah. And your oldest is yeah, six. Yeah, two. And then almost five and seven are the other two. Wow. Yeah. So how do you prioritize that like work life yeah. balance? Is there that balance? Cause I feel like yeah. you're so... Right. You are, I mean, yeah, yeah this whole I can't time. can't it off. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. and this whole, like, lack of waste of time. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah, it's, see, I think the reason why I had the kids was the gift at that time to give to me the balance, like, because they forced the balance of mm. unplug from work, because I can't turn it off. I really can't. I mean, I would work 12-hour days happily yeah. <laughs> if I could, but because of kids, I, I can't, and I don't want to do that, because I also want to be a present, engaged mom. So over the years, I've added more support, and that's one of the reasons and how I do it is, like, I don't do it all. I have a nanny. We've built, like, a little tribe of, of people around us supporting in the home and with our kids, and then the biggest thing is just being present at what I'm doing in the moment. And it sounds easy and it's like the hardest thing sometimes, but, and I'm not perfect at it, but trying to say, okay, here's my working hours and here's my time with my kids. And I don't have a lot of like social things because I'm busy with that. You know, I've Mm -hmm. got my non-negotiable time with my kids and then I'm running my company during the day and the weekends I'm present and with them and it's just about being present and that can't happen out the gate always. Like I absolutely did work with my kids right there in the beginning when I couldn't afford a nanny and it was more survival mode. Right. But then you get to a point where it's like, okay, we're taken care of. Our bills are well paid and yeah. we have enough money. Now what is it for? And if you're sacrificing time with your kids and those years that go so fast, even though the days are long, you (laughs) know, it's like, what is it for? And so Mm -hmm. I've had to really like figure out what do I want that to look like? And for me, one thing is just constantly coming back to kind of, I don't know if you've ever done like the perfect day exercise Mm -hmm. of like, Mm -hmm. this is my perfect average day. And then just moving towards whatever that is. And that changes sometimes in the seasons that we're in, but making that come to a reality of like, okay, what support do I need or what do I need to change in my company or in my life to make that perfect day come true? Mm. So good. And so many amazing gems that you share. Because I feel like, you know, for a lot of women who are super ambitious and I feel like a lot of you listeners here, you're here because you are trying to be more brave in the things that you want to do in your life. And 
I hear from a lot of you know, women who probably are like 10 years younger who are just starting out, mm-hmm. they like want to delay having children. Yeah. And because they still want to work that 15 right. hour days. Yeah. And it's just like, well, there is beauty. And I used to be that way too, yeah. like 12 to 14 yeah. hour days right. minimum, because there's just so much that you want to do. Right. But then, you know, have stepping into that next season of life actually teaches you yeah. that you could probably do a lot more. Yeah. And because your time is so focused. Yeah. It makes you more efficient. That's for sure. <laughs> I was going to ask you, yeah, right? It so totally does. what have you noticed about yourself and probably even in your leadership? Because there's a yeah. different level of leadership to, are you like 90% female owned or yeah. do you have other? Yeah. We have male employees, but with a lot of females yeah, and a lot of parents on our team for sure. So you have, yeah, that different leadership. So, yeah. So can you talk a little bit about what you've noticed in your leadership and yeah. how you even groom a whole team and, yeah. and kind of like the learnings around that? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it is knowing that work and home, it does coexist. And I feel like for so long we were being told like it's got to be completely separate and you can't bring home to work and you can't bring work home. And it's like, yes, you want to be present. That's for sure. But there's going to be times where there's an event at the kid's school and they need to go and be there for that event. And it's like, that's okay, that balance. And that's how I, you know, show up too for my employees is like that that's okay, that we can do that and we can have both and things are going to come up. It's life. And your kids should be your number one over your job and your work, but that you can also have both and not be guilty for it is another piece to it. It's a huge piece. You know, I feel Mm. like it's still hard for me. Like you feel that guilt because it's a lot of it. I even think is like in our genes as moms to feel that guilt. Like my husband doesn't feel it as much. Neither does I. And I'm like, you don't feel like you're calculating like, okay, did I spend enough time with the kids? (laughs) Like, cause I do that. And knowing that you can have both and you cannot be guilty. And I think Mm. I've, especially over the last couple of years, had to come to terms with like, I'm not going to be like the stay-at-home moms that are at my kid's school. And that's a good thing in some ways because my kids get to see a different side and they get to see that ambition. But I can't feel bad for having a hard time turning it off because I can't change it. That's who I am. Mm -hmm. And so I think as a leader, demonstrating that and showing how things can coexist. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I had to take a half day because my son had something at school and it was like, I am unavailable. Like, Mm -hmm. this is the way it's going to be. And that that's okay for other parents too. And so as a leader, I think it's more just the modeling of that coexist of work and home because it's not separate. It has to, especially when you're working from home. Yeah, it's not separate, but modeling that is, I guess, the biggest thing Mm -hmm. that I've done. And being able to give your team members permission that if they need to, this is kind of an organization that you've built that is kind of open and accepting of, of that as well. Yeah, if you need to you know, breastfeed or your baby's crying, like don't let it cry while the, you know, babysitter's there or something. Like there was many calls that I had the camera up here and (laughs) had to breastfeed (laughs) because if the baby needs you, like that should be priority. So I think it's incredible to be able to create that way for people to not feel like, okay, three months now I have to leave my baby for eight hours a day if they don't want to do that, you know, and that Mm -hmm. there is another way that you can have both still and still be home with your kids to an extent. Mm. Wow. Wow. Hello there, loves. I just wanted to pop right in and 
check in with you. How are you feeling this time of year? Wanted to check in because it's often that we have so much momentum and excitement for new projects, people, and things, and then we begin to lose steam. So if you've had moments of lack of energy or lack of motivation, feeling stuck, or not having as much motivation as you had before, you're not alone. Being exposed to the same cycles of stressful moments again and again without a pause button, honestly, it's a total wreck to your nervous system. And I definitely don't don't want you to enter burnout. That's right. That's why I have the solution for you. Lately, I've had so many friends, mamas and entrepreneurs tell me the same thing, that they're in a funk and just plain burnt out. And honestly, I totally get it. It doesn't help if you're trying to run a household, your business, kids, and get your personal life on track too. Not to mention be a total perfectionist in the process. So after hearing so many people share the same struggle, I decided to create my burnout recovery kit. That's right. It's what I created having gone through burnout many, many times. And this will not only help you kick it out, but conquer it for good. It's literally the pause button that you need in your daily routine. So in this burnout recovery kit, it's kind of like your SOS kit. I have 11 powerful questions for you. These are questions with prompts that I use when I start to hit roadblocks and feel super drained so that I can regain my focus and clarity around what I'm trying to accomplish. So you can grab your free copy of your burnout SOS kit here at globalgrit.co backslash burnout kit. That's right. Absolutely yours for free. So you can start the process and share it with your friends globalgrit.co that is g-l-o-b-a-l-g-r-i-t dot c-o backslash burnout b-u-r-n-o-u-t k-i-t i promise you that if you take the time to sit with yourself settle in and work through these you will kick and hopefully prevent burnout from getting back into your life. So Brave Table fam, make sure you head over to globalgrit.co backslash burnout kit and grab your copy of the burnout recovery kit so that you can conquer burnout. It is my free gift to all of you listeners, which includes a video walkthrough from me on how to best use it and the best practices for doing so. So go ahead and grab it now at globalgrit.co backslash burnout kit, B-U-R-N-O-U-T-K-I-T. And now back to the show. And you have a really big engine. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about um, Hirsch Marketing. Because if you're not in the internet online marketing world, you probably wouldn't know, or maybe yeah. you would know. But tell us just a little bit about your mega empress company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we specialize in digital marketing. So for service providers, coaches, consultants, digital products, that's how I got started and just kind of stayed in that industry. And we started with just doing the ads like Facebook and Instagram ads. But in the last year and a half with iOS updates and all the changes, we shifted to the only way that we support people is doing all of it. So doing the funnels, doing this, the copy. So I have a team. Oh, you um, do the funnels as well? Yeah, that we changed that last quarter because oh, amazing. what kind of happened was it was like, well, if they don't have that and we're just doing the ads, it may not work because it needs to all be so dialed in mm-hmm. in today's landscape. So yeah. I basically have a team where you get a strategist, an ads manager, and then a creative team. So copy, design, and then the funnel build. Amazing. So, so you've got the entire process now. Right. And so the vision is like 
or your in-house marketing team without having to go find all of those team members. The, the yeah. integrator, the exactly. CMO, the, yeah. Right, which is so hard for business owners to find all of those players. Absolutely. And then I have two ways. So we do the full done for you, which is where we've worked with some of the bigger clients and bigger businesses. And then we have a done with you program that launched a couple of years ago and has kind of gone through several iterations. Mm-hmm. But basically I pull my agency team to support businesses who aren't ready. Yep for the full agency and they get like ad account audits and things reviewed for them. And so that's been a really cool thing to work on too, because I have this ability to pull from the agency, which makes it different than just like a course or a program out there. And and it really provides that high level of support. So I really enjoy that side too. Amazing. And I feel like your team is so dialed in. Yeah. They're just, they're incredible. Yeah, I am naturally good at like process. And so I think that helps because I feel like that's really it. Like as an agency is everything's process. Yes. So, I mean, in a nutshell, are you one that is like living on spreadsheets and SOPs and KPIs? Yeah, I feel like I have the ability to have a lot in my head, but I learned over the years, like employees can't always do that. And so you need to get it out on, yeah, spreadsheets and KPIs and SOPs. And that's, I mean, we're constantly updating and improving them, but that's everything that, you know, if someone was like, what's a success rate agency? I'd be like your process and, Mm. and how organized you are with that really any business, but especially like service and agency. Yeah. Well, and for the lay person who's listening, who's kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, she's built this like behemoth company. And I see people do these Facebook ads. Like what are your like top level tips for anybody that's like getting started with visibility online even? Yeah. So the biggest thing I teach is kind of breaking down this belief that you've got to have this whole funnel ready and all these things done before you can start running ads. And somebody tomorrow, anybody can do this, is take a valuable piece of content, like if you have a podcast or a video or even a social post, and just target your ideal customer with that piece of content because you'll reach way more people than you would just trying to post organically and hoping people see it. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs make that mistake where they're like, okay, I want to grow my business. I'm going to post 15 times a week and like, I'm going to hope people see my stuff. And it just, it doesn't work Different that hashtags. way anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so much time and then yeah. they're spending all this time and like not getting momentum and they're frustrated. And so, and then they putting, give up. Yeah. And then they give up and they're like, okay, you know, jump to the next thing or something. Mm-hmm. So by putting a little bit of ad spend and being strategic with the targeting, you're able to amplify how many people can see that piece of content and you don't have to have the funnel done and all those things in place. Eventually you will. But that's a way to start getting momentum and just practicing getting content out there and getting more eyes on your brand than you have right now. And I also think a lot of people wait so long because they want everything perfect and they're so afraid. And I tell people like, what's the worst that's going to happen with Facebook ads? It's like, you're going to spend the daily budget that you sent, like, which is maybe $10. So (laughs) just mess it up. Like, don't be afraid to try it and try different targeting and get people to see your content because you really can't mess up as big as I think people think that they can Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's so overwhelming and daunting. Right. Especially with all of the changes and all of the things. Wow. Wow. And I feel like we can definitely go even deeper into all of that for anybody that's marketing tech geek. So we'll probably have to bring you back yeah. for, for round specific two. One. Yeah. Yeah, specific <laughs> one, how to actually start Facebook ads. <laughs> I think that's so incredible. And it's incredible because you do it with such a feminine essence as well. And mm-hmm. I feel like you have such a grounding because in that space, sometimes it's a little bit yeah. like 
very ego yeah. and, and shady yes. and, and here's, you know, these fancy cars yeah. and you can build you right. know, X, Y, and Z. And so, which is why I love you yeah. and like kind of everything that you embody so much. And what is next on the horizon for you? Cause I know that this is not. Yeah. So the, the last six ish months I've been building a software which has been... Of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is directly related to what, what we do. Basically, our spreadsheets, our processes for tracking, attribution. And I believe most entrepreneurs don't know their numbers, don't know even what numbers they should know. You're right. And then when they do know them, they don't know what to do with them. And so that's the problem I'm solving with the software is not just, here's a bunch of data, good luck, which is what most of them out there do today, but saying, here's the order you need to track it. Here's what it means. Here's an action you should take based on it. So I've been building that. It's way harder than I thought it was going to be. I've talked to Ajit many times all over it, but it's been so much of pushing me into an uncomfortable zone because mm -hmm. I'm not a technical founder. Like I don't understand code, the words, the language. And so I've had to put myself in situations where I feel like the dumb one in the room as all these developers are talking and I'm like, yes. <laughs> but that's like your stretch zone. Yeah. I feel like you thrive right. in that. And so it's been great and really good to push me into a new area to learn all those things. And I feel that this is going to be bigger than Hirsch Marketing for sure. Oh my God. Which yes. is exciting. And I'm just so excited over it. And it's it's been also an experience because when I started Hirsch Marketing, it was me trading my time for dollars, which mm -hmm. is how a lot of us start, right? And But this has been, okay, I have to actually invest capital and pay for developers because I obviously can't do it. Right. And so it's a much bigger risk where I could have been like, oh, it's too risky and things are going well at Hirsch Marketing. Just leave it, you know, and not take that Keep risk, that. Yeah. you know, and... I went into it knowing like this could not work out for some, you know, whatever reason. And I'm going to invest this and I'm choosing to do that. And I think that is a different experience. That's also important for entrepreneurs to have when you can. And it's definitely a lot different circumstances starting this business compared to my first one where it was more like survival. Oh, huge. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Very, very inspiring. Very inspiring, love. And I mean, before we close out, just a few questions. Okay. <laughs> What does it mean to be brave? I think to me, it's being willing to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Do things that you are feeling afraid of what someone else is going to think or what's going to happen and you do it anyways. Mm. And you are like the true embodiment of that <laughs> in so many ways. I feel like your entire trajectory yeah. has been, how can I step into more bravery? Yeah. Which is what I love. Oh, yeah. I love that. And any rituals or practices that you're doing, like, in this season of life that's, like, elevating your life right now? Yeah. My second passion is, like, health and wellness. <laughs> that's how my husband and I met. And so I've done, like, 275 hard challenges in the last year. What? Um, yeah, and I thrive off of that, too. Like, at, it's probably not a surprise, but oh my as God, I run course. my business, I also, like, extremely disciplined health and wellness and workouts. Okay. So having my daily walk and workout is a ritual that's really important to mm. me. And I think as I've grown, it's like, again, from that survival mode where all I could focus on is like work and taking care of the kids to learning, okay, now I really need to take care of myself. I need to prioritize that. And I teach my leadership team this a lot too, but it's like, there's always going to be something. There's always going to be a problem, a project, something that needs to be fixed, somebody we need to hire. And so if you keep saying, oh, when that's done, like then I'll start working out or then I'll be with my kids or whatever. It's never going to be there. 
and you have to prioritize it first. And so for me, my workouts and I like the like weightlifting hardcore (laughs) workouts. Yeah, (laughs) because that fuels me. But that's a non-negotiable, and I do it every morning, and I walk in the evening, and I never miss a day. Like it's my priority. Okay, I'm gonna have to come over and like crash one of your days because I'm like, if you can do it with three, I can definitely find time to do it every day. It's all about the habit. It's not having to think about it. It's just like, this is what time I work out every day. Wow, so impressive. So impressive. Okay, one word that describes the season of life. I was thinking like, I would say chaos. (laughs) 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 Because three kids and everything going on, that's what most days feels like. Beautiful chaos. But yeah, beautiful chaos. (laughs) I also think for me, I've been really focused on like fun. Trying to have more fun. Like going into this year, instead of having all these ambitious goals, which I do have. I also was like, what trips are we going to go on? What experiences are we going to create? What adventures, what memories? Because if you're not doing that, what's the point in what you're doing? You know, once you're taken care of and your needs are taken care of, you got to have fun and enjoy life. So that's my season this year. And I have successfully been doing that. Lots of trips and adventures. Amazing. Okay. Um, where can everybody find more info and get to know more about you and your company? Yeah. So my website, Hirsch Marketing would be the best place. And Hirsch is H-I-R-S-H. Everybody puts that C, C in, in there. there. Yeah, I know. Even me. <laughs> yeah. It's like the way you spell it. I don't know. It got changed a long time ago okay. or something. Hirsch Marketing. Hirschmarketing.com. Yep. And on there's, I've got a podcast twice a week that's more marketing focused and a marketing report that goes out. So you can get access to all that there. Incredible. Well, this was such a pleasure. Yes. Amazing. Love. We'll have you for round two very, very soon. Yes. Until next time. Thanks for having me. Wow. Powerful, powerful, powerful. I mean, I cannot stop saying wow when Emily is in the room. She always inspires me and her ambitions and how she thinks and her processes and how she manages a household and being able to balance everything. It's, you know, being able for me to cultivate more female friendships and women who are expanders and examples of what we can strive for, I think is so incredible when there is craziness and chaos. And Emily and I have chatted many times. She's a neighbor here of mine in Austin. And I'm just so blessed to have her along this journey with me of being an entrepreneur and kind of trying to live our best life, but we have littles at the end of the day. And sometimes you just don't get it all done. And I'm so glad I have people and women like that in my life that are really amazing examples of, yeah, it sometimes doesn't get all done and that's totally okay. So I hope this episode gave you some inspiration thinking that it's never too late, that whatever your diagnosis is or your circumstance in your life right now, there's always a way around it and to really embrace it as a challenge like Emily has been able to do with so much fervor and passion in her life. And what I see the through line for her is that focus. So if you are curious about how her company can help you maybe grow your small business with Facebook ads and things like that, she definitely has a huge impact in terms of the marketing industry. So she has a podcast called the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. Yep. It's called the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. I'm going to put that in the show notes as well as you can check out hirschmarketing.com, H-I-R-S-H marketing.com. And Emily is also on Instagram. So you can check her out there as well at Emily Hirsch 
That is H-I-R-S-H. Hirsch. Wow. Fam, what a powerful episode again. I hope you savored all of the juicy nuggets. And if you have a mama friend or just a boss friend and queen that needs this episode, go ahead and share this episode with them. And as always, we always love, love, love your reviews. So keep them coming. It helps us grow. It helps us get in the hands of more and more people who need to listen. And every time you drop a five-star review and share that with us at support, at globalgrit.co. That's S-U-P-P-O-R-T at globalgrit.co. I will send you my five-day emotional self-mastery course to get started with your emotional grit and your emotional resiliency because we all need it. And if you're a mama, you definitely need it. So go ahead and I will see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.